welcome to Over the Thread. I'm Mary. And I'm Taylor. We're interviewing Honest Ben today, talking about the song Lacey Lake. And it's going to be a good time. So here we go. Start the intro Ooh. music. <laughs> yes. That was amazing. That's exactly how we're going to do it. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Glad <laughs> and to thank be you here. for giving us that amazing um, intro. <laughs> You're very welcome. Totally we're glad to be here. Cool. Well, I guess, how, are, how, how have you guys been? What have you been up to? I am doing excellently. I'm Seth. This is Seth talking, and I'm doing well. I've had a good day, played some disc golf with my dad, and ate some chewies with my family. I'm home right now because I am getting married in three days, so I'm very excited, and it's very surreal. I've wanted to cry every day, like a good cry, um, but I've held it together, so I can't even imagine what my wedding day is going to be like because I cry at other people's oh. weddings. So who knows what I'll be like at my wedding. You and me both, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm doing well. I've been good. Today was my first day as an Austin resident. So that was great. I moved to Austin yesterday afternoon. So you just drove down from Waco? I did with my front driver's side window all the way down because it <laughs> fell into the abyss of my door. It was a great experience. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it was like the worst. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess I, uh, I'm doing well too. Um, <laughs> yeah, today, today was basically my Friday. Uh, I'm like kind of taking tomorrow off basically like, yeah, I, today I just kind of. What for Zach? Uh, well taking tomorrow off because your bachelor party is tomorrow and, uh, got to get hyped for that. So yeah, yeah boy. Uh, I don't even know if you know <laughs> everything we're gonna do. So I, I almost I know, told you, but I think I know like three things we're doing. Great. Well, that's the number of things we're doing. So I mean, oh, you sweet. might know, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there are more things. Yeah, but today was a good day. Picked up my my fitted tuxedo for the wedding, so everything's looking yes. sharp. Yes. Um, yeah, excited to excited to be on the podcast. Nice. Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, thank you guys again. But um, yeah, I guess we can start with like introductions, uh, make it nice and simple. So uh, like names, like what you guys do in the band and maybe throw in like where you're from. So yeah, uh, my name is Seth. I am the lead singer in the band and I also play some guitar um, and I am from Singapore. That's where I grew up. But now I live in Austin, Texas. I'm Brooks. I play guitar and sing in the band. And I am originally from East Texas, a little town called Longview. Um, after that, Waco. And now as of, as of yesterday, I'm, I am from Austin, Texas. So that's Ooh. new. Uh, my name is Zachary, often abbreviated as Zach, and I grew up in Washington, D.C., and um, moved to Waco for college, which is where I met uh, Brooks and Seth and Nathan, and um, <clears throat> I've been living in Austin for a couple months now. Nice. And we don't have we'll Nathan s- Wallace with us. Nathan is our bassist slash keyboardist slash background vocalist 
at times, and he is the glue that holds us together and has the hardest job in the band. So we miss Nate. Yeah. He is currently at a concert in Austin with his wife. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, thanks for including him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be happy too. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Um, I guess piggybacking off of that. So, um, so how did you guys meet and what led you guys to get together to make this band? So we, Brooks and Zach and I met at church. So we all played at church together. Um, and I had, as far as how that kind of the band got started was, so we had all played music together at church, but then I had some songs written on the side under kind of a solo artist name, um, which I went under the name Seth's Island. Um, that's my name, apostrophe S Island. Some people think I say sex Island when I say that, but I'm saying Seth's Island. Um, and some of the songs I had started writing were a little more um, alternative indie than the usual singer-songwriter genre I was writing in. So I approached Zach, asked him if he wanted to be in my band. At the time, I thought it was just going to kind of be an extension of Seth's Island, but um ended up evolving into a completely new thing, which was Honest Men, and Zach and I asked Brooks if he wanted to join, um, so it was the three of us, plus a different bassist at the time, uh, but then Nathan ended up joining about eight months later. Brooks, you want to talk about Nathan joining? Yeah, he was kind of a wild card. He was kind of just this guy that Seth and Zach knew him a little bit, I think, um, but he was just this mysterious guy who had a house close to Baylor's campus that he had turned into this recording studio and rehearsal space. Um, and I met him for the first time at an Honest Men rehearsal uh, for a show. He ended up kind of being a perfect fit for the band, and we inducted him at a Common Ground show um, with a cookie cake. <laughs> <laughs> we literally we, we uh, hid a cookie cake under my, like, under one of my drums. Um <laughs> And then about like halfway through the set, we busted it out and uh, gave it to him in the yeah. middle of the concert. So if you were at that concert, yeah. thanks for being there. So Nathan Nathan was the latest addition to the band, but maybe the best. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. He truly was a hard, wild card and hard mysterious. To he Hard to qualify those things, but... Yeah. He... Uh, I knew him... Well, so I knew him before... Um, I think both Zach and Brooks knew him, but I only knew him as the guy that walked barefoot around Baylor <laughs> University and had long hair. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I knew he was very good at music. So what ended up as none of us really know him now is we were all in his wedding and he will be in my wedding and we're all best friends. So it's Aww, been a, it's been a good, so awesome. good two years with Nathan in the band. We love him. Yeah. I mean, awesome. yeah. Music really does bond people together. I mean, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's this thing that you kind of spend, like, all your time doing, and you put a lot of effort and time into it. And um, and there's really, like, I mean, it's just a huge way of communicating that doesn't involve, <clears throat> like, just English. You know, it's just this thing that we can all do. Um, and, I mean, I feel closer to, like, everybody in the band than I do to other friends just because of this like art that we do together yeah and I really think it was the it's like music I feel like is the only thing that could have brought us together because we are all in very different spheres of life and we all yeah. have very different uh like friend groups so there really was no reason for the four of us to 
actually be best friends and now here we are two two and a half years later like really close so it's been a really cool past two years of not only developing sonically and and as a band but just as friends which has been cool that's awesome yeah that's amazing that's so cool so your guys's first show as the four of you so it was the common ground show Actually, I don't was, remember what that was. It was actually in Austin. It was for South by. Yeah. Um, it was at this oh, wow. place called the Rooftop Bar, and um, that was the first show that Nathan played with us. Yeah. And um, but he actually he actually dropped his laptop on like really hard <laughs> cement and like cracked cracked it. No. And, uh, we all felt we all felt so bad because like oh. he, we, like we were all still kind of becoming friends and like getting to know each other and like. <laughs> we didn't really know Nathan very well. So like, I mean, Nathan's the kind of guy, like something bad happens and like everybody else thinks it's horrible. And he's like the most positive, like chipper person, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, yeah. So our first show is actually, it was in Austin altogether. So you guys play South by Southwest? Yeah, so we did. Your... What was Go that? For it. it was called the Red Gorilla Festival. It was like yeah, at the so same time was... as South by. That was two years oh, ago, okay. and then this this last year we played a showcase at South by. Yeah, wow. that is so cool. Like, how does that work? Like, do you have like connections, or is it just like in a, like you get invited? Um, For this an- particular instance, we were invited, um, but a lot of the times it's through connections and stuff. We're still kind of figuring out the the South by world and how it works, yeah, but it's kind, we we got it's lucky kind of this funky, year because like. Because it spans, like, basically the whole thing, but there's, like, a specific weekend, right, that is specifically for music? Yeah. Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, it's, of. like, it's it's kind of just, like, South By is a, is a music festival. It's, like, a, a technology and film, and, I mean, it's just, like, yeah, it, like, it's way more expansive than just music, and it all is kind of happening over the course of... I think I think a week, but I think it's a week. But yeah. the music, the music festival itself, kind of um, reaches a pinnacle. Um, I think the last weekend of the festival. I could be getting all of this wrong. I. <laughs> who, that's what I think. Oh no, you're good. Could all be a lie. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, we kind of noticed like it's kind of hard. Not not necessarily hard, but it's like it's so spread out because we ended up going. Um, to Austin see a band but it was like on like one of the off weekends so it's like it's so interesting like that festival how it's so spread out yeah a lot of different elements I've heard um just complaints over the past couple years of South by because I think it's becoming super saturated Hmm, where there's just so much going on in so many different locations so spread out that I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of tried to rethink the model or what they're exactly doing because there's just so much going around, all around, going on around town. Um, but it's super cool, anyways, and it was a cool opportunity to get to play there, so we enjoyed it. Oh, I bet that sounds amazing. Like, yeah. how big of a crowd was it? Um, most South by like, crowds tend to be a little smaller than your average show. The one, the showcase like we played, I, I would, yeah, like. Somewhere between seventy-five and a hundred people were there. That's pretty good. Okay, that's still good. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of crazy because it's like uh, so I I lived in South by at the time it happened and uh, there were a couple. I mean literally I I got off work early and just went to an Urban Outfitters just to like hang and you know shop or whatever 
And in the back of Urban Outfitters was uh, a band called Pale Waves. Uh, just like a, they toured with the 1975, like really like great band. Whoa. And they were just like oh, random. Wow. They were literally like randomly playing in the back of Urban Outfitters <laughs> with like 400 people. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> that's just kind of the vibe of Austin around that time is like oh, basically wherever yeah. you go, like something's happening. Oh, Dang. for sure. We saw like, who do we, we saw Kaleo, right? Kaleo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and, like Griswolds. the parking lot of Waterloo. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so funky. Like yeah. it's really fun though. Yeah, and it's been cool for us because I mean we're we were a Waco band for the longest time, but we're kind of just mm-hmm. now becoming an Austin band. I mean Zach moved there in November. I just moved in January. Brooks just moved there, um, and so we're kind of developing a market down there. We've only really headlined once back like last fall. Um, so mm-hmm. and then we opened for a band this past spring. So it'll be cool to see how kind of our Austin market grows, but we're really trying to own this town and play here um, as much as we can, but not too much to where we wear out our welcome. But it's cool to <laughs> see how it's going to grow and how it has grown. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. So like now that you guys are kind of all like centralized, like what are some of your goals for like the next, I guess, say like two years, like in Austin, like specific shows you want to try to get on like into or tours yeah yeah um so as far as playing in austin for the next two years i mean we kind of set a general thing where once in the spring and once in the fall we want to play like our home city Um, and that's kind of what we did for waco where we did one in the spring semester one in the fall semester and so we're, we're probably going to try to do the same stuff here. We've played at Stubbs, which was awesome. We would oh, love to play there awesome. again. Um, awesome. We've played at the Vulcan Gas Company, which we really enjoyed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'd love to get some support shows where we can open for bands. And then if we're headlining, Stubbs and Vulcan are kind of the two we're looking at right now. But we're kind of mm-hmm. – we're also learning about the venues here because we're yeah. new, obviously. Yeah, I think yeah, it'd be, yeah. like, in the next two years, it'd be – pretty rad to play acl um oh, like, totally. that's like i guess like a i don't know probably like a reasonable goal for us yeah totally. i think I'd, that would be a we've we've missed the cut this year for sure um but i would say i mean this is not something we've talked about but i would i would say acl 2019 would be something that we'd be gunning for yeah that's that would be amazing. That would be, be so there. cool. 100%. We, oh, 100% we'd be there. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because I've actually never been. Tia's been oh, two or three times. I've never been so either. Good. Yes. Brooks, are you going this year? Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going this year. I, I definitely think that I'll go to the Paul McCartney night. Yeah, dude. Because yeah. When, else, when else can you see Paul McCartney for less than like $300? Seriously. That's exactly. So, <laughs> Uh, I actually, and this may be controversial, I don't know. I wasn't super stoked on the lineup this year. I didn't know a lot of the bands Same. that they booked. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's Paul McCartney. So yeah, I'm, I'm uh, at least yeah. probably going to get a ticket for uh, one. That, so the night that he plays one weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arctic Monkeys are playing, I believe, right? right? Yeah, um, Arctic really? Monkeys. Yeah. The yeah. Wombats are playing. They're pretty great. Ooh. Um, yeah, actually one of our friends, uh, Duncan fellows, they're another Austin band. Um, we played with them before they're, they got asked to play. So nice. So do you guys like, when you want to like play at these different locations, do you actually like reach out to these 
different places or do you kind of find that you like kind of get like people just contact you or is it kind of like kind of a little bit of both it's a bit of a mix of both um when we are booking a run of shows it generally tends to be that you're reaching out to the venue um saying like hey we'd love to play a show here this is our draw this is our music um and then they'll either say yes or no but I, I would say probably equally over the last year, it's been people reaching out to us, whether that's like on-campus events for different colleges in, in Texas or just like city events. Um, I would say it's been a fairly even mix of us reaching out to venues um, and also events or different venues reaching out to us. Um, so it, it's, it's a mix of both. Um, and yeah yeah i I think i mean mary and i have always been really interested in music so i've always been like i wonder like how that works because like i'm sure it's like a mix because you kind of like obviously you can't just like sit back and be like well someone's gonna find me you know yeah (laughs) i mean early early on it was definitely like i would say earlier on in the band it was definitely a bit more like we're reaching out to different bands saying like hey we'd love to play with you or reaching out to venues and saying hey we'd we'd like to play a show here um but I think as you gain traction, you I mean, just naturally have more people reaching out to you, trying to book you for events and shows and support and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like totally. like literally. I mean, uh, today I literally sent an email to a venue like asking about like booking. Um, so like we're playing a show in North Carolina in July, uh, and so you know, we thought, okay, well, it's, you know, freaking 17 hour drive there. Might as well like <laughs> hit somewhere on the way back. Right. So we've been yeah. wanting to play F- Florida for a while. So, uh, I reached out to one venue in, in a city in Florida and just kind of sent them, you know, our social media, our Spotify link, you know, just kind of saying we released an EP and we can reach out to a couple local bands that could open for us. And, um, and we'd love to just kind of come and, put on a, put on a good show. And so, and then, you know, hearing back, like maybe that date doesn't work out, but really, I mean, we found venues are always like super nice and like welcoming. And um, that was a bit of a surprise for me being in a a band that, I mean, I don't know. I, (laughs) it's always interesting telling people you're in a band. I don't know all that to say where I was going with that was I, I just remember in high school, playing music and being just like talking with my friends and being like, how do you, like, how do you get shows? Like how, yeah. how do, how do people, how do people get gigs? How do you play at places? And now that we're, now that we're where we're at, it's just kind of like, well, people either ask you or you ask them. And more often than not early on, it's going to be you asking them and yeah. pro- proving that you have something that's, worth people's time so it was it was a funny and enlightening learning curve there so i guess we can um hop into your actual like music um i love to start talking about that um because i know recently i mean we've, we've been following you guys so when your ep hit we were like super excited yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it is amazing first of all Second of all, Thank like you. I'm pretty sure that's gonna be my like main summer track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's on my it's on my <laughs> nice. summer track Thank you. playlist. <laughs> yeah. All the songs. So um so so listening to I I have noticed that it's like it's very upbeat and fun and very bright. Um so like 
going with that, like, how would you describe, like, your music or, like, categorize it? Yeah, I think we... We, this is kind of a cop-out answer, I guess, but we write what we like. (laughs) And I think during the process of writing this album, we were into, I mean, happier kind of indie pop rock summer vibe kind of music um, as a band, just as individuals. That's kind of what we were digesting. And so it naturally came out in what we were writing. Um, I think writing a catchy song is... equally as important to us as writing like a lyrically good song a musically good song but like making it catchy making it um something that's gonna stick in people's heads so that they're gonna come back to our spotify page and click on us again or wherever they're listening to us um so yeah i think this it's pretty straightforward indie pop rock that we're doing on this record and it's, it was a blast to make. I think for our first record, we were figuring out what sound we wanted, who we wanted to be. Just We tried a lot of things, so we kind of had some more alternative stuff, some, some darker stuff, some pop stuff. Um, and the ones that we kind of latched on to from our first album, OK Dreamer, um, I would say were probably Colors and Shoulders Back, which are more of the kind of yes. 80s tinged pop rock Um and that's kind of what the fans ended up catching on to most as well, be it online or at our live shows. And so for this next record, we were like, hey, we like that those songs the best. Our fans ended up liking those songs the best. Let's let's kind of hone in that and, and really go straight forward in that direction. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't like, hey, let's write songs that our fans want us to write. It was just like, hey, let's write songs that we really enjoy and that we have a fun time playing. I think it's really important for us that the songs work as well live as they do recorded. Um, Mm, So, I mean, what you hear in the track is basically identical to what you're going to be hearing live because we we write the song first live all together, the four of us playing in the studio. So um, it was cool to see them organically come together. I mean, the the tracks weren't performed live, (laughs) but... um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just, it's cool to see from the studio, like from us playing live in the studio to then us recording in the studio to then us playing live again. It's, it's cool to see the process of, of how the songs developed organically. There was really no pressure. There wasn't any outside voices. It was just like, Hey, let's, let's make something that's fun. That's meaningful. Uh, And that was another important thing, like not just some teeny bopper indie pop rock (laughs) summer album but like let's make something that has some substance to it um so we're really happy with where it ended up yeah it's so cool because there's also a balance in it that i found where it's like it's you go from like a really like fast pace upbeat but then there's songs like sam and i think is the other one rose the one that's a little bit slower yeah yeah if i'm thinking right yeah so i i think like you're able to like do that well and incorporate everything you wanted to yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but that's what I was just noticing, which is like really cool. So it seemed like you did a little bit, you did a little bit for us and like what we found that we liked in the older stuff and then some stuff for you guys too. So totally. And it comes through like really well. Well, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I guess talking about, um, the EP, who are some of your, your biggest musical influences? Cause listening to this, I can kind of picture a few already. 
But I just want to hear like kind of like we're like I guess like what you guys have been listening to in a way, you yeah. know. Who do you think? Um, the first thing that came to my <clears throat> mind was Walk the Moon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that oh, I lost it. I had one other one. But Tay, who else did you think? Oh gosh. Um <laughs> hmm. <laughs> We're putting yeah, you on I'm, the spot here. <laughs> I know, right? like, flipping, oh, no. flipping the script here. I was like thinking about that a today. A little bit of a little um, bit of coin, which I know you guys. Oh, you, you yeah. guys were toured with them, sort of, kind of. Or yeah, something? we did a show, one with, show them. with them in if College okay. Station. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's so fun. Um, shoot, I I had one too, and I'm losing it. Uh, oh 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 oh! I remember mine. Um, Young the Giant. Yeah. Yes. So it was those two for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. So it's I, funny. I don't. I don't feel like I actually. I. I do listen to all the bands that have been mentioned, but it's funny because I don't feel like I listen to those bands super heavily. Um, yeah. Which like, I don't want that to come across as like, oh, I don't actually listen to those bands. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. But. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I there I would I would definitely say that all those bands are influences, but it's just interesting how like I don't know. I band like the the biggest musical influences on me, I would say and it's interesting to see how like each each band member's individual musical influences have kind of melded together to become what we are because I would say personally my biggest musical influences are the Beatles. Yeah. Led Zeppelin, probably Fleet Foxes, Bon Iver, mm-hmm. um, Crosby, Stills, Nash, maybe the Eagles. I don't know. So like uh, this, like yeah. this mix of very guitar forward, yeah. classic rock, mm-hmm. some classic pop, and then kind of like modern music that isn't exactly in the vein of what we have done. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just interesting how... I, I wouldn't like if you if you made me put together a list of like my ten favorite bands, the the bands that we sound like might not be in that top ten. That's not to say right, I don't right. like them, uh, because I, I love all the bands that we just talked about. Um, Young the Giant, Coin, I think they're all fantastic. But it is just interesting how like I think we just decided like I don't know. Some whenever whenever I write music or whenever I feel like whenever Seth writes music as well. Um, more recently, it has been it, the process has been just kind of like chasing this idea of a song that I feel like I had and trying to materialize that that unicorn kind of um, where like you, you you don't have you don't have the song, but you're trying to kind of create something out of nothing and create the song that you're hearing in your head and somehow that somehow that becomes honest men and all the different musical i would say i don't know we all have i'm i'm rambling at this point um um, i don't know i oftentimes have found myself thinking that we have fairly different musical influences it all tends to be in like if you've got a if you've got to categorize it big picture i'd say in in the rock genre but that's like 
yeah quite quite a, a monolithic kind of genre to try and tackle but within that i think we all have pretty different musical influences so i'll let someone else talk at this point about their <laughs> musical influences <laughs> yeah i think where i differ to to brooks and i think zach as well i would say nathan and i are maybe more on the same page of musical influence and then you two are more on the same page of musical influences as far as I think Zach and Brooks are very influenced by kind of the classics and Mm -hmm. Nathan and I are a little more influenced by the modern um, kind of what's what's popular what's coming out now not to say that Brooks and Zach don't listen to new music they do all the time but um so that's why I think it's cool if we have this unique yeah. blend of of classic rock influence from yeah two of us and then a little bit more modern influence from two of us um which produces this sound that is Honest Men um and it's been cool to try to figure out because I think during the time I was writing these songs I was listening to like Coin, Foster the People, um, mm-hmm. Hippocampus, um, oh, yeah. Bad Sons, uh, kind yeah. of these classic either punk rock or pop rock bands. Not classic. I mean like modern classic, just like guys, guys that For are us. popular <laughs> right now. Falling. Um, yeah. So that's where kind of that influence came from. But even through that... Like the, it's so funny whenever people ask about the songwriting process because it's so unglamorous at times. I think so. Brooks and I were kind of the main writers for most of the song on this album, as far as like lyrically and and uh, the beginning stages of these songs. And it literally just starts with us. Like, I mean, I'd be sitting in class at Baylor, or Brooks will be at work or something, and we'll some melody will pop into our heads, and we'll record a voice memo. <laughs> I'm laughing because phones. my favorite my favorite game to play with people who are musicians is to pull up their voice recordings and choose a random voice memo and play it out loud in front of everyone. Oh, it's, it's embarrassing. Let's like do it right now. The most, it's the most uncomfortable. It's the most uncomfortable situation because you're like you're showing this group of people this like voice memo that you sang poorly into your phone in like a stairwell at work or something and it it like it it probably sounds terrible but there's like yeah. a little kernel of an idea in there that you had Oops. and to you it's great are we gonna play it right now do it, do it. okay I was, so I was thinking about playing one yes okay so the rules I'm just, the rules are I'm you go to your voice back. memos and you just kind of like randomly scroll until you you feel comfortable with where you've scrolled. This is so fascinating. I'm, okay. I personally I, am on something. I never title any of my voice memos, <laughs> which is probably not a great idea. Oh, which no. is I'm not on. what I do. I title every <laughs> single one of them because I can't not title them or that stresses me out. I don't know how Brooks does it. So I'm probably <laughs> on like, okay, here is a here is a voice recording from October 31st, 2016. I have no idea what this is about to be. This might be very embarrassing. Here we go. Okay. No one can talk, though, because I have to put this on speaker, and it'll bleed through. Oh, no. It's not playing. One second. Oh, no. Y'all, I don't think I can play it on um, while we're on a call. I'll, I'll, I'll let you figure this out. What I'll a, go. How about, how about we, just, uh, we just message them to you, and you can just throw them You got to get that podcast. live reaction, though. <laughs> 
This is a voice memo aptly titled New Recording 151 from, <laughs> from July 23rd, 2014. Y'all, I have probably oh. upwards of 1,000 to 2,000 voice memos that Same. Most, most will never see the light of day. But here we go. Okay. Oh God. There there it was. Okay, wait, Brooks, play the one that I just sent you. I just sent you the one I was about to play. The one that I (laughs) sent was just something like ooh something like that. I don't wanna do that no more. I don't wanna do that. Okay, stop. Stop it. <laughs> no what was I saying? It's such a vul- it's such a vulnerable game. Anyway. Anyways, that's yeah, the voice if, memo. If you game. listen to my voice messages, it would probably just be like like literally some random beat. <laughs> um, that was amazing. So yeah, that's oh kind of how the songs start. But all goes to say our musical influences personally are are different from each other, which creates a cool thing in the end. Hey guys, it's me. Uh, sorry about the little little break in here. Uh, my audio actually cut out for a good portion of this next part. Seth does talk for a while and I don't think I really um, interject at all. But basically, uh, right at the end of that last segment, um, I just asked him about Lacey Lake and how the production works and just to get into the song or start to get into the song. Um, so that's all you missed from my question. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, and we're back. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. I was actually thinking about this uh, earlier today because whenever I knew we were going to talk about this song. But the so the first time... So Lose My Head was kind of the first song we wrote on the record. Um but Lacey Lake was like right around the same time. So it was one of the earliest songs um, that we had started writing. And I, so <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of how to word this. So whenever I was a, I think a junior in college, I was working at Magnolia, Chip and Joe's place, um, Fixer Upper, Holler, HGTV, favorite show. <laughs> <Yo>. um, <laughs> and I was like, just doing something super unglamorous, um, like putting stuff in boxes or something. And I had just been hanging out with my girlfriend, now fiance, for us. Um, for us. <laughs> before that. And we were talking about how yeah. kind of the, the in-between moments, the like quote unquote boring or moments of a relationship are sometimes the sweetest and the best times. Um, just like those, those moments when you're not necessarily doing mm-hmm. some like fancy date or like um doing something unique or fun that you haven't done before but just kind of the in-between moments of relationships are like the 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 sweetest time so that phrase mm. I had just been talking to her about that and then I went to work and just the phrase I want to cherish the moments like kept going through my head and putting stuff in boxes and I was like this, there's got to be some melody to this and then I kind of just stumbled upon the I want to cherish the moments, which is the first thing you hear on that song. Um, and so, I mean, this even goes to show of how <laughs> early on songs can start. That was what, like two years ago that that melody 
popped in my head initially. Um, oh. And so I had that written. I had the chorus, the... Um, and then I didn't know like if that was going to turn into anything. I had my awkward voice memo of me kind of singing that a cappella. I had gone home and like found, like figured out some guitar chords to that that fit. And like when I, when I initially write these songs, it's literally me like mumbling, like, banana cherish the moment. Like I'm not saying any words. I'm just want to get the melody out. I usually write the melody first. Um, and then like, Fast forward, what, like six months or something, and I had, I was hearing this, um, this, what, what is the pre-chorus, the, oh, I can't explain things that you do to me, um, but I was hearing it, like, really fast, like, and so I had that whole entire separate idea that I thought was going to be another song. Um, and then like fast forward a couple months later and I had, was hearing the, basically what the turns in the song are. So I had these three separate ideas that I honestly had no idea was going to end up being the same song. I, I was thinking, let's chase this melody here and make a completely separate song. (laughs) Let's chase this melody. Let's chase this melody. Um, but it was... It was focusing in on that um, bass line, the where I realized as I was okay. kind of writing and as I was as I was chasing that idea that these other ideas I had that were in like a totally different key, a totally different time signature, if slowed down, if the key was changed, it would fit perfectly with this. Um, so it kind of started with this rock verse and turn and intro and this like pop chorus and somehow they kind of melded together if brooks and zach if y'all want to talk about kind of being in the studio and figuring out how to meld the two ideas together um y'all can i know i just talked for a while but yeah long story short is a lot of ideas that became one idea wow i would say the arrangement of the final arrangement of a song is very much a a band process. Um, so like the final product that you actually hear is very, very much a, a full band kind of thing. Um, everyone's contributing ideas. Everyone is like part of the conversation about how a song should feel. What's, what kind of instruments are going to get you there? What kind of parts are going to get you there? Um, that kind of stuff. And the first step in that process is usually, um, usually us at a rehearsal and someone someone showing a new song idea and then you kind of just have to like build it from the ground up and Lacey Lake was a song that was super difficult for me specifically at the very beginning um for some reason in my head so that the vi- the kind of the the bass hook of that song that dun felt like a like a pickup to the to the top of a of a measure to me for some reason I could not get that out of my head um and so it it was just a super difficult song not to mention the fact that the 
the verse melody can be counted in six and four. Um, so you can count it in six, eight, or you can count it in four, four. And so there were, there were just some rhythmic things for me that like were a little difficult to wrap my head around at first. Um, so we had a rehearsal. I remember where we were kind of tracking these really rough demos to send over to our engineer and our producer, um, for this most recent album and we we got together to record the demo and i just like it it didn't happen because i was like i can't like i can't i can't write a guitar part for this song yet because i can't under like my i don't understand it yet um but i knew that so i like went home and and like listened to our like first three or four measures of that song over and over and over and again until I like until my brain shifted to make to make that the the very top of the verse so like right where that starts is where you where you start counting the one um so once I had that I was like okay if I can because I I I honestly was kind of holding us back from finishing the rough (laughs) arrangement of that song but I knew like okay if I can if I can write a guitar part that really works for this song, then even the like things that still feel a little weird to me rhythmically, that'll, that'll work itself out. So I, I remember I I went home and just kind of sat with that voice memo for a little while and eventually came to that, that guitar hook that's, um, and that kind of, I mean, at least for me personally, that kind of felt like the key that unlocked the song for me was just having like, okay, here's this foundational part that I can, that I know is good. I know I like it. I know it works. And now that we have that, then we can build the rest of the song because there's something that we can go back to that we know works. Um, so we we tracked that demo and I mean honestly the song did not change much from when we tracked it in the demo to when it recorded. Obviously it's a lot more polished and the the rough edges are kind of buffed off a little bit, but on the whole the 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 rough arrangement is is largely the same what you hear today as what we worked out recording that demo needs to be kind of the driving thing in this um in these verses and in the turn he was like equally confused it's always it's funny because i mean there's songs that i listen to where i like can't find the one of the beat at the beginning and then the drums come in i'm like i thought it was a completely different one of the beat and this is one of those songs that that messed with Nathan's head and Brooks head. And there's been similar songs that Brooks has showed me where I like don't understand where the one of the, it's just, it was, it was a weird journey of getting to where we are all on the same page. I think one thing about Hmm. the songwriting process when we all four get together is we all have to kind of be fully in on this. This is good. And like, I, I enjoy playing this. I enjoy playing my part before we move forward. And I think that was one where it was kind of like, well, Brooks is kind of iffy about this. Is this song going to actually work? Um, or there's been other songs where it's like, well, like Zach is iffy or I'm iffy or Nate's iffy. And it doesn't always feel right 
until all four of us get on the same page. And so that one took a little bit longer just for all four of us to get on the same page. Um, but I think it was good that we did because I like the song. <laughs> wow. I mean, Mary, I think for me, like I, that's, that's really cool. It, I don't think we quite realize as the listeners, like how much of a struggle it is to like get the final product, you know, cause we're so used to, mm-hmm. oh, like we're just listening to the song. Like, obviously this was, you know, they just kind of created this and it just kind of happened and it just flowed. But like, that's not always the case. That's super interesting. Yeah. I mean, huh. there, there are so many different iterations of each song. Like, like from a listener's perspective yeah like so like the 1975 just like streamed a new song today and i listened to it and it's like okay i don't know the whole story behind it you know i don't know where that song came from creatively you know whoever wrote it like i don't i don't know what their mindset was i don't know all of the backstory from it but yeah for specifically like tying it into lacy like like i mean from initially Seth writing that chorus melody to, you know, Brooks kind of sitting in his bedroom creating that electric guitar hook. <clears throat> and I remember, like, I was on an airplane uh, from Texas to, to uh, Virginia, and, you know, I was just thinking about what drums could look like for that song, and I just kind of, in my head, that one fill, the... Like that one fill, that just kind of like stuck in my head. And so, you know, I'm kind of one of those people I like, I'm kind of always moving or tapping. So, like, you know, (laughs) on an airplane, I'm kind of like the annoying person you're sitting next to. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I'm like, for while we're writing songs, I'm always thinking about like, what do I want to play? Like, how how do I want to come across in this song? And I think all of us are doing that. And so by the time we actually get into the studio and our producers start hearing it, you know, we've all kind of put a little bit into it. And so then our producers are like, okay, well, what, what if we did this? Or what if we, you know, what if we repeated this chorus or what if we changed this, this one part or so, I mean, by the time, you know, people actually listen to the song and we release it. um, Yeah. It's gone through a lot of like refining and it's almost like a, a recipe to your favorite dinner you know it's like you may have your favorite dinner you might like really love this one like meal but every time you make it you're gonna change a little bit and make it the best and that's kind of how a song works is like when we're when we go to record it we're like we're gonna try a bunch of different things and see what tastes the best huh yeah and i think for for lacy like it was interesting because it was one of the songs um Cause sometimes if I, like, if I have an idea and I bring it to the guys, it's not at all a complete idea. And Lacey Lake was one of those, like we didn't even have that instrumental and then bridge that's in the middle of the song right now. Like we, that wasn't even written at all. Um, and so all we had was the, the verses and the chorus. And so that was just a moment where literally like that was equally all four of us kind of brainstorming on like, Hey, do we want to have a big bridge right here do we want to slow it down do we want to just have an instrumental like what do we want to do um and i think it was originally nate that came up with the idea to really slow it down um i've heard some i think it was my brother-in-law compared that section of the song to kind of like an explosions in the sky um type 
chill instrumental leading up to whenever the vocals come in. Um, but that, it, it doesn't always happen quickly whenever we all four try to write something together, but that particular bridge for Lacey Lake literally came together in like probably 10 minutes. Um, melody and, and just the chords and the structure of it, um, which was super cool because it doesn't always happen, but it happened for that. So I think when you know, you know, and I think we knew pretty early on that, hey, okay, this is this is a bridge. This is the bridge for Lacey Lake. This is what we want to do. Um, but yeah, that was cool. That's awesome. Huh. Is there, um, is there any particular, like in, in the lyrics, is there any like particular things that you kind of drew from? Was there anything that like kind of relates to, I don't know, any like life experiences or anything like that? Um, or was it kind of something you kind of just kind of came up with? I don't know. Yeah. So all, all our songs are like pretty personal. Like they're, if we're singing about a girl, like in this particular <laughs> song, it's about my fiance. Um, if we're singing about something that's going on, like in our lives, it's, it's, it's all stuff that means something to us. Um, cause I mean, we up to this point have never co-written or anything. So a lot of the songs, it's just, I mean, it comes from the four of us. It comes from our heart. So for this particular song, Lacey Lake, um, so the house I'm in currently where we're recording this is in Lacey Lake View, Texas, which is right outside of Waco. And hmm. It's where me and uh, my now fiance, like whenever we first started dating in the summer of 2016, we hung out like at this house at my at my parents' house um, and in Lacey Lakeview a lot. And it's also where we had our first kiss. So hence the end of the chorus, I want to give you a kiss. And then um, the song is kind of about, like I said, like cherishing the in-between moments with the people you care most about. Um, and then also kind of the, the ups and downs that can come with the relationship. So I know the the bridge is a little bit um, sadder lyrically, and that kind of del- dives into the difficulties that can come with super important relationships in your life. I mean, everything takes a lot of work, um, but then yeah. it's always worth it in the end to work out any problems, to work out um, the, the hard parts if you know that the person is worth it. Um, so... Huh. Yeah, that's where that song kind of came from is is the was the process of like figuring out this is what it's like to I guess fall in love and be in a relationship and do it for the long haul. Um so yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um yeah. I mean, I guess before we get into the actual song, um I have one last question for you guys. Um since you guys spent so much time on this and has become like such a huge part of your life so far um what does this ep mean to you guys oh man um what a question, big question. <laughs> wow i, I mean i feel like there's a, there's a simple answer to it we titled we titled this album not album it's an ep um it is a, an album of sorts um but we titled it honest men and we went back and forth on what to title this ep a lot, a lot more. I feel like a lot more than we did with OK Dreamer, um, because nothing, nothing quite felt right. Um, and eventually, we landed on Honest Men because the last, the the time period that we spent forming this record and forming the band that would do this record, kind of every every piece that went into 
the recording, um, the songwriting process, the the touring process, everything, everything kind of was a process of us really learning who we were as a band, um, kind of honing in a sound, becoming better friends, um, becoming more cohesive as a band, becoming more cohesive musically, um, kind of, and even outside of the band, figuring out like just some personal stuff of like, what are we doing with our lives? You know, uh, Nate and Seth and, uh, well, Zach and I have graduated college for a few years now, but Seth and Zach graduated college during that time. Um, so there was just a lot of formative experience that went on behind the scenes of this album. Um, and I feel like that all figuratively kind of culminated in this, in this album. Um, so we ended up titling it honest men because it, it really felt like not, not biographical, but, but almost in the sense that like this album kind of represents who we are, you know, this album explores, um, it explores relationship, it explores faith, it explores, um, confusion, it explores like trying to answer questions that you don't know how to answer it explores like doubt it explores a lot of things that go into making people who they are and making relationships what they are um and so titling it honest men felt appropriate because it felt like it felt like us um so that's not really a nutshell but that's that's kind of what this album means to us that's awesome I guess we never yeah. really asked we never really yeah. asked them about yeah. their name, the meaning behind the name. I just oh. realized that now talking Oops. about it. <laughs> the I feel personally I feel like the answer to that question is a little less profound than titling the album. It, <laughs> it would it would be a <laughs> big <laughs> mood shift if you ask that question. It's very anticlimactic. It literally okay. started from a group text. Okay. That's there the was, short there story. Was a, there was a group text and a poll. That's that's what you need to yeah. know. We we won't yeah. we won't name the other okay. uh, band okay. name options that were yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, honest men is what we stuck on, and um, honestly, like Seth and I, like and Bricks, like the three of us, like we loved it. I'm just that band name, and um, just kind of stuck with it. And yeah, I mean, just from what Brooks said, like this EP was kind of the first time that all four of us together like wrote something. And so for us, it's kind of like this, like this is us, you know, like this is honest men. It feels like it almost in a way feels like our first EP, you know, like it feels like our first releases because it's like this is the first time we've we've done it all together. And it's like it and I don't know if maybe that's the way the way it feels every time you release something is it like feels like this is us. I mean, people are always changing, right? So like anytime, like the next music we record, it's going to like, we're going to want to call it honest men, you know, like we're going to want to call it (laughs) like, that is, you know, that's that's an interesting thought. So yeah. I mean, at some point you just have to like call it something and it just kind of felt right. You know, it felt like this was the foundation of what we could maybe build on in the future. Yeah. Wow. Seth, are you up for, for for singing? Um, let me make sure this doesn't blast the microphone out. I'm just gonna do. Okay, that will blast it. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Um, I'm going to play an acoustic version of Lacey Lake, and who knows where this will go. We tend not to play acoustic versions of songs, but this will be cool because this is kind of what it sounded like when I first wrote it alone in my bedroom, minus the bridge, which I talked about. We kind of all wrote together, so... Um, I want to cherish the moments Take every minute and waste it with you by my side I want to give up a long time Treat every second as if we're gonna die tonight I want to give you a kiss Set the tone thinking I'm a criminal Yeah, didn't you feel it too? Up there in Lacey Lake Settled down, hit the ground Wondering, is it love? Or think that it's safe to say We're the start of a better world Whoa. I want to cherish the Take every minute and waste with you by my side I wanna give up a long time Treat every second as if we're gonna die tonight I wanna give you a kiss Yeah Felt the heat, set the tone, thinking I'm criminal yeah, didn't you feel it too up? Oh, I can't explain the things that you do to me. I can't detain the thought of the emergency. I'll take the weight of love that we're carrying and put it upon my back. I want to cherish the moments. Take every Second is if we're gonna die tonight. Oh, when I told you I was strong enough, you got away from me, away from me. And when I said that you could hold my trust, you saw the heresy, hypocrisy, and now my eyes feel wet and bloodshot. Red dawn of Wasteful kind Oh, but I'll make it up A thousand times Don't go away Oh, I can't explain The things that you do to me I can't detain The thought of emergency I'll take the weight of love That we're carrying And put it upon my back I i
That's Lacey Lake. Man. Wow. Oh, yeah. well, cool. Thank Mary, you guys. I do have one. So I do have one last what? little thing. Um, we like to do it for all of our guests, actually. Oh. Who do you think um, would be a really great person that either you you know of or like you you don't necessarily know personally or you do know personally um, that would be great for our podcast? Hmm. Next person to have. Oh. We don't know any other yeah. bands. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't know anyone. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, yeah, if you're thinking people um, to reach out to, I would say, I mean, the first band that comes to mind uh, is a band called Little Image. Uh, they're from Dallas. And um, yeah, we've we played a couple shows with them, and they're they're great. Um, so yeah, I'd maybe reach out to little image. Um, if you're thinking, I mean, there's a band that kind of followed in our footsteps at Baylor, um, that just started. Um, so, uh, they're called thinking caps. Um, so they, they started a similar way that we started winning like a battle of the bands and, um, but yeah, I'd reach out little image would be a great band for you guys to reach out to. Ooh, awesome. Oh, sweet. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> Again, yeah. thank you guys so guys much. It was Absolutely. so much fun. Yeah, thanks for having we us. We had fun. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Got through all the technical oh, difficulties. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Third time's the charm, guys. We're, we're, yeah. I know. It was fun to catch up with you guys a little bit. Good to catch up with you guys. We're no strangers yeah. to technical difficulties. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> oh, about <man>. right. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, cool. Cool. So, Signing well, off. Sweet. Honest men. I think that's about it. Yeah. See you guys later. Brooks, <laughs> Brooks just smelled a hydro flask that uh, was on my uh, coffee table that I forgot that I normally I only normally I have I have a bunch of hydro flasks and I have one that's white which I dedicate to only, I only dedicate it to water. That was the worst thing of my and day. Then, and then I have one that's green because I'm, I'm an avid juicer and I dedicate that one to my juice. Uh, and then I have a black one, which is like my, you know, kind of wild card one. But anyways, uh, I forgot that I had put a juice in my white one and I forgot to clean it out and he just smelled it and it was probably the worst thing he has ever I smelled. I don't know how to describe what it smelled like. <laughs> At, at one point in time, it was, it was like it was, it was like celery, ginger, cucumber, apple, like goodness, you know. But it right was now, sour. It was. It was all things. After after darkness. a week and a half, it probably doesn't smell great. If you guys do cold opens, you could use that for the cold open. <laughs> <laughs>